Welcome to Revive Christian Church. I am standing in front of the North Dakota State Capitol. I have ridden my bike here. And I want to talk to you guys about Palm Sunday. Uh, last week, Jana was talking about how do we approach this? We're living in the season of coronavirus. A lot of things that we have done for thousands of years that are deeply part of our Christian traditions are being taken away because we're having to meet in very small locations. Most of our teaching and most of our worship is happening online. And some of our rhythms, our routines, we can't live out. I, uh, I hate to admit this. I'm 53. I've got gray hair. I'm a grandfather. But sometimes I still approach the world like I did when I was a little boy. And as a little boy, my favorite Sunday of the year is Palm Sunday. And part of this is because the first time that I ever really experienced it where it was just an overwhelming joy, I was in Africa and I went to a church in Africa and all of the crowds had gathered and we all had palm leaves and we were shaking our palm leaves and people were in their Sunday best and they had all of this colorful cloth and it was just this huge party. And we were shaking our branches and leaves, and it, I felt like I was just a little boy playing in the woods celebrating a sports team that had won. And I realized that was the level of enthusiasm that the crowds gave to Jesus 2,000 years ago when he entered Jerusalem. Um, here's a couple stories from my life, and what I hope that you guys will bring this level of enthusiasm today. I grew up in Minnesota, was a Twins and Vikings fan, watched the Vikings fail in a Super Bowl four times, but I remember in 1987 and 1991 when the Twins won a World Series. I lived overseas for a long time, came back and lived in Chicago. I remember the Blackhawks winning a Stanley Cup in 2013 and 2015. And you really won't believe this, I actually was in Chicago in 2016 when the Cubs won a World Series for the first time in uh, 108 years. Now here I am in North Dakota, and NDSU winning a national championship seems to be kind of just the normal expectation. But I don't want us to forget the level of celebration that Jesus, the King of all kings, merits. I hope that this week, as you're looking around in your home, we're going to encourage you to do this for people with Revive that you've chosen to decorate your home in some way, whether it's NDSU shirts or Cub shirts or twin shirts, whether it's finding some palms, whether it's going out in the garden and digging something up. I hope that though this Sunday is going to be a quiet one at home. It's one full of celebration, and you're just like little kids today. I'm going to read one of the texts. The story of Palm Sunday is in Matthew 21, it's in Mark 11, it's in Luke 19, it's in John 12. Every gospel tells the story. I'm going to read Matthew's and make a couple of comments. Starting in chapter 21, verse 1, I'll be reading from the Christian Standard Version. When they approached Jerusalem and came to Bethlehem at the Mount of Olives, Jesus then sent two disciples, telling them, Go into the village ahead of you. At once you will find a donkey tied there with a Untie them and bring them to me. If anyone says anything to you, say that the Lord needs them, and he will send them at once. This took place so that what was spoken through the prophet might be fulfilled. Tell daughter Zion, see your king is coming to you, 
gentle and mounted on a donkey, and on the colts of the foal of a donkey. The disciples went and did just as Jesus directed them. They brought the donkey in its fold, and they laid their clothes on them, and he sat on them. Very large crowds spread their clothes on the road. Others were cutting branches from the trees and spreading, spreading them on the road. Then the crowds who went ahead of him and those following shouted, Hosanna to the son of David. Blessed is he who comes in the name of the Lord. Hosanna in the highest heaven. When he entered Jerusalem, the whole city was in uproar, saying, Who is this? The crowds were saying, This is the prophet Jesus from Nazareth in Galilee. Let me tell you the story. We've already read it. The context of what's happening is that the Jewish people are being exploited economically and politically, and they are looking for a king. Jesus has spent three years of his life out in the villages. Occasionally he's entered Jerusalem, but he's largely been removed from the centers of political and economic influence or religious influence even. He's been preaching and teaching. He's been saying things like no one has ever said. He's speaking with authority. The blind can see, the lame can hear, and the crowds are eager to see what's going to come. He enters into Jerusalem, and the crowds that are largely made up of young people and the poor go wild. They cut down the palm branches, and they lay them across the road. They take their best clothes, and for me it would be taken off my cup shirts or my NDSU hat, and throwing it on the ground and saying, walk on this. Your feet do not have to touch the ground. Let us give us your very best. Some of those, John will tell us, who have, are there are those that had seen Lazarus rise from the dead, and they were following to see what other miracles happened. Now as Jesus comes in, he comes in on a colt, a donkey, a young donkey, riding in in a very gentle way. If you read through Old Testament history, you would have seen that when a new king entered in, he would come on a war horse or come on a chariot, and he would come with a military convoy, and he would proclaim the power just as he entered. If we were looking at this in our modern day, it'd be the president of a major country entering into a capital city or a governor coming into the capital area in a luxurious car with several cars around him, a military entourage protecting him and displaying power, trying to strike fear. But Jesus instead enters in peaceful humility to fulfill the prophet's expectations. I think today if Jesus came to, to Bismarck, came to our capital, he'd come riding in a, on a bicycle, taking it a, a very gentle way and not wanting to have anything to do with threatening the world with power. As Jesus enters, the crowd is screaming. They have several chants. One is Hosanna, which is in some ways may sound religious, but it literally means save us. We need you. Another crowd cries, Hosanna to the son of David, and David is the son of an ideal king. They call him a blessed prophet, one who speaks for God. They mention that he's from Nazareth, which is the birthplace of the kings, and that his kingdom is coming. Now, Luke will tell us that the religious leaders, they don't believe the dead are going to rise again, and they ask Jesus to rebuke his disciples. Jesus says in Luke, if they are quiet, the rocks will cry out. Nature can't contain the praise for the Son of God. I hope today, 
as you are sitting in your home, that there is a sense of celebration, even though it's lonely and quiet. I hope that you have cultivated something in your home where you have as much enthusiasm for Jesus entering into this world as those crowds had 2,000 years ago, and we would have if our state team had won a world or a national championship. But I don't want you to forget what is coming. Jesus steps away from this crowd the following day, and he weeps over the people of Jerusalem. In fact, he did that before. He, he wept over Jerusalem, because he knew that shortly after his what's coming, He's going to give his life for our sins. He is going to die on a cross. He's going to rise again. His spirit will enter into the world, and it's going to change it. But there will be a pain of this earth. He knows that in AD 70, the Jews will rebel. The Roman Empire will crush Jerusalem. In the city that's celebrating him at that current moment on Palm Sunday is going to suffer immensely. Let me close by hoping that your day at home today is a one filled with celebration and awe. That the children in your home remember this Palm Sunday as a special one where they went out of the ordinary, where they did things that they may have never done before or ever again. And I hope you hang on to the celebration of Palm Sunday. And in a few days as we talk about Good Friday and we talk about the loss of the Son of God, you'll have so much energy and excitement that you'll hit a low, and you're going to go, wow, what have my sins done? And then as we come into Easter, that you will again celebrate, and celebrate the hope of the resurrection.